welcome to the Sacred Springs Podcast, a podcast where we explore the wisdom of earth, spirit, and the wisdom within. I'm your host, Melissa Grace. Hi to all. Welcome to this episode. This is a great and informative episode about astrology, and really, you get to feel um, Cheyenne's beautiful energy. Cheyenne is my sister, my sister who I grew up with. And um, she actually wrote and sings the intro song to this podcast. So this is who she is, a beautiful human and a great conversation around planting seeds for the new moon, Virgo, all things astrology, archetypal feminine. It's really just a beautiful conversation. I hope you enjoy and see you on the other side. So Cheyenne, Destiny, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here. And what a treat for all the listeners. I'm so honored and so excited to be here. Can't wait to uh, talk about some Virgo energy, baby. Mm. Who better? Who better to to have this discussion with than with you, Melissa Grace? And you, and you. <laughs> so Cheyenne is a chef, a biologist, an astrologist, a wielder of the healing arts. She is a baker and honestly an overall Venusian goddess. She is nurturing, loving, wonderful. She's also my sister, uh, actual sister. <laughs> um, and yeah, so welcome again. And I just want to ask, what is your sun rising and moon sign? And the very important questions. Some... Uh... There is one of the most important questions I think when I first meet someone, but I'm a Leo sun, I am an Aquarius moon, and an Aries rising. Yeah, will you remind us of what your sun and moon and rising sign are, too? I don't think, well, I've yes, I am a Leo rising, I'm a Virgo moon, and I'm a Gemini. Wait, I'm a Come Leo rising <laughs> coming off of caffeine. Oh, I'm no. a my yeah, my brain doesn't work. The synapses are not firing as well. I'm a Leo rising, a Virgo moon, a Virgo, Virgo sun. sun, Gemini moon, Leo. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We got there. We did. Yeah. We did. I remember well, when you thought that you might be a Virgo rising too, but yeah, but, uh, you're right there on the cuspy cusp. Okay, this is a fun fact. I think this is interesting to bring up because my birth time says that I'm a Virgo rising, but like two minutes earlier was Leo rising. And this is where right. uh, astrology can be a little like you kind of have to put Choose. on a little subjective lens sometimes. Right, and like, right. I am not a Virgo rising. Anyone right. who knows me knows. Like the Leo in me is strong. You knew. I mean, the you Virgo knew. in you is quite strong too, but there is most certainly a Leonin, fierce, uh, fiery uh, creatress about you for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. 
for sure. So, and also for you guys, I stumbled over my words because I am trying to wean off of caffeine again and it's real. I'm telling you that word finding is real. That strikes fear in the heart of every baker that I've encountered is no caffeine, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I bet. Well, no you joke. guys have crazy <laughs> hours. I get up at 2 a.m. tomorrow to oh. to mix mix the starter and get the dough going. And um, I love it, though. It's alchemy in motion, baby. Well, speaking of alchemy, this uh, episode, we're going to be really diving into all things new moon, astrology, Virgo, and maybe dabble in a bit about the triad and the divine goddess. So let's jump in. Um so what exactly is the new moon and why is it relevant to people? The new moon uh, for me is, um, I love the new moon. I, I find that I gravitate towards the new moon. Um, when I first started my, my rituals and moon circles, I would gravitate towards the new moon um, because it's a, it's a voidy dark time. Our full moons are celebration. We have full illumination from our, our sun. But in the new moon, we're centered on one sign. We, we are centered, we're opposite the sun and we're blocked out. So we have no reflection from the moon back of our sun. It's just, it's just Virgo-ness and our sun is in Virgo. We're in the same sign. So it's a, it's a time for me and, and a lot of moon goddesses out there of uh, seed planting intention, really, really delving internal. And not as external as a full moon celebratory kind of energy is. It's very introspective and it's highly illuminated in the sense that we have the same sun sign and the same moon sign together that we're exploring in our intentions. Can you talk about more about or explain what you mean by the same sun sign as the moon sign? What does that mean? And, and like, yeah, what does that mean exactly? Right. So uh, astrology really focuses on, I mean, we all know the zodiac. It's this, the wheel of life. Um, it symbolizes the cross of the earth. And we each have our own little personal zodiac when we came into existence. That's our sun and moon and rising sign. But it's on the backdrop of a collective zodiac that's eternally going round and round as well. And so um, when when we're going around this wheel of life, this cross of the earth, we have 12 different segments, which kind of make up the months. But um, right now we're in the sixth little segment of this zodiac circle, which is Virgo energy. Um, and our, our moon is also um, in Virgo. And so we have this opposition. Um, I'm sorry, it's not opposition. They're actually right by each other, aren't they? Melissa Grace. Yeah, that's why you're telling yeah. me to re-examine this. Sorry. No, yeah, I'm not. I tell you, uh, but these new moons, yes, these new moons are when they're both in the same sign. And mm. so, in, so like the intensity of the energy of this sign, since it's both Virgo in moon and sun, it's really just a time to really delve into it. And so we're in that sixth house right now. And that's the house of healing and service. Correct, Melissa? You Virgo sun? And I can imagine that like, you know, when things are illuminated, like you were saying on the full moon, 
when things are bright, it is more of that time of like, woohoo, like let's get out the moon's bright, like let's streak and dance in the moon. And then right. the new moon where there is no light from the, the sun on the moon, you can't see it. It really does support that like reflection time, that drawing in For sure. And that, I mean, know, full moons are so fun too. They really are. And I, I mean, there's a lot to learn with full moons too, because like I mistakenly said earlier for the new moon, for a full moon, your moon sign is not going to be in the same sun sign. It's going to be on the opposite side of the zodiac. And so you have this really cool opposition of balancing the two out and finding where you are in the midst of it and where your intentions are and how you're progressing. And so, yeah, I love the introversion and of that's, the new moon. That's every full moon is like that. Every full moon has. Every full moon is opposite. Yeah. And every new moon, they're right there next to each other. And so that's what gives us the full moon mm -hmm. is that opposition, you know, um, that mm -hmm. position in the sky is what gives it to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just love, it puts us, it gives us a, a place in space and time to really like locate ourselves, you know? Yeah. Oh, something I forgot when in the intro to introduce you as, as is a, like a group moon circle, you know, facilitator, your guide. And so can you tell us more about moon circles and how these have affected your life? My goodness. They were, um, you were quite instrumental in them. Um, definitely in my moon goddess, um, beginnings. Um, yeah, mid COVID I had hit a very, I was at, at the tail end of a very dark night of the soul. Um, I had hit physical and mental and spiritual roadblocks and I, I needed, I needed the dark mother, feminine mother to help me out of the hole that I had found myself in, that I dug myself in. And, um, you actually had gotten me the Wee Moon um, calendar that tracks the lunar cycles and this whole cyclical consciousness um, construct in it. But there, I'd seen moon circles and I started doing my own private rituals and then just expanded out and started doing bonfires on the beach with women in my life. Um, and it just became freaking medicine, especially during those COVID times, you know. Um, and I've just continued. It's probably been about two and a half years, but the moon circles have just really uh, taught me so much about myself. And I just love being around other women in that realm. It's it's unlike anything else. I mean, what would you say about the moon circles that we first started doing? They were my yeah. the first one was probably my favorite because it was so special. You were there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. You, I mean, I guess like what I can say is that I learned so much from you being willing to just be brave and being willing to just bring people together. And like that in and of itself is so special bringing women together. And like, it doesn't necessarily need to be all this hubbub. And, you know, I, I know that on the internet, there's this kind of like, like, like beautification and like, it looks pretty and there's always going to be like these singing bowls and like, this and a theme and production, right. mm -hmm. which is beautiful if that's that's the case, but also like what's really important is gathering people and right. having people come around, women come around in a circle. And I just think that that was so brave of you. And I learned so much from that. So yeah, it was, you know what, it was definitely a learning curve. I used to haul out so much down to the beach and, you know, I did make a hubbub of it just because I love food and I love I love parties. I don't know. I love like making things special. Um, but yeah, I mean, even just a ritual in your backyard, 
um, inviting a couple women over and looking up at the sky and, um, you don't even have to talk about astrology because a lot of women aren't open to it or they're not resonant with it. And that's okay because it's not for everyone. Um, you know, um, it's not just like, you know, not everything is for me. I, astrology helps me create union in my psychology and in my, my soul, um, but it's not like that for everyone and not everyone's ready for it, you know? So yeah, I like that idea that you were saying is like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just, just creating community, you know, with other women, um, is immense. Yeah. I had my second moon circle that I hosted at my house. Right. Um, and it went really well the first time one person showed up. And of course, like there was a little disappointment. I was so grateful one person showed up, but I definitely felt some disappointment and this time five women showed up and they were all so excited to yeah. be with each other and like wanting to do it again and just like a really diverse group of people and honestly I didn't have a whole lot planned because I had a lot going on and it was just beautiful to come around a fire we got rained on and we just came inside and talked and I love and, it. <laughs> So anywho, it's, yeah, community is That's so important. That's really amazing. And I love hearing that because, um, you know, I know that you're new up there. You know, it was coming up on a year that you've been, you know, we're coming yeah. up on a year. And um, I like that, that you're starting to to grow some little root tend tendlings down there. You know, that's awesome. Root, root tendlings. It's so awesome. A very Virgoian thing. So, um I know that now you're doing a whole series at a yoga studio that bridges astrology and yoga and brings in the moon circle aspect. Can you tell us more about how astrology and yoga intersect? Yeah, you know, um, it, it hasn't been until recently until I was asked a local um, yoga studio owner. We've become friends as she opened up her studio. She and I really connected and she saw that I was doing these moon circles on social media and she was very intrigued, but also a lot of people are off put by astrology. Uh, it's kind of like they consider it a religion, I suppose. And so they're either or woo -woo or sensitive. Woo woo. -y. Or, yeah. And yeah. So when she approached me, um, I have a different viewpoint of astrology and yoga. I believe they're both like the science of religion, kind of how we, can practice our spirituality more efficiently and more harmoniously and, you know, more holistically. Um, and so she really wanted me to bring it into the studio and have fun with it, you know? And so I've been doing it for about a month. We're tracking um, two new moon cycles and two full moon cycles. And so next Wednesday will be our new moon um, in Virgo. And um, yeah, it's been such a trip really just going down this rabbit hole of really seeing how much yoga and astrology do have in common. Um, I know that you're a psychology buff too, Melissa Grace, and among your many, you know, mental endeavors that you have, your mercurial mind over there. Um, but it's just really interesting. I mean, this whole triad concept, concept that's, it's so big. And like astrology, we have our sun and moon and rising sign. And not that those are everything, because there's so much more, but those are the foundations, you know? And so then in yoga, we have mind, body, soul, you know, that triad is there. And lots of spiritualities and religions have those, 
Um, I don't know if you have any examples of triads, Melissa. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, they're um, out there. I, you know? No, my, um, my herbalist teacher, uh, Saja Popham, he, he has a whole book dedicated to showing how there is a relationship between all of these like um, major healing arts throughout the world. And like in Ayurveda, they have Kapha, Vata, Pitta. And he Pitta, uses, right. he like bridges astrology and all these different things. And like, yeah, it's so cool. Like um, the Christ, I don't know the word. Christ, Alex yeah, Mother Mary Luc and the Holy Spirit. I mean, and then there's the Father. There's Son Lucifer. Yeah. Right. There's all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts well, of stuff. There's all sorts. And there's even like the moon goddess, the trifold goddess is, it represents, uh, you know, the new moon and the full moon in its completeness. She's the trifold mm. goddess, but mm. there's the, the myth, uh, Persephone, Demeter and Hecate, where you have mm -hmm. the mother maiden and crone that create mm -hmm. the wholeness of the woman psyche, you know? Um, yeah. So, so many correlations between astrology and and yoga and this whole concept of just self-inquiry you know there yoga takes a more hands-on approach i think um but the symbolism in both is just so rich and i think that they especially as i've been doing these classes they they really benefit each other so much now that i've been drawing in my moon ritual into my actual daily practice it's they're quite powerful and it's just, um, it's actually mind blowing. I love it. Um, and it's been super fun, um, to have, you know, my little beach bonfire kind of homemade little moon circles go into the yoga studio and we welcome both genders, um, which is really interesting. It's, you know, it's not necessarily womb based, it's creation based and, you know, our second chakra is where our womb is, but men have these creative urges and birthings as well and so it's just been it's just been a pleasure to bring it into the yoga studio and to be able to learn and explore more myself through it you know totally and yeah to see like your beginnings of being on a beach and just bringing people together and then getting the attention of you know a local yoga studio and building that relationship and like them wanting your expertise and being able to share that with people. Like I can imagine that just feels really good. It's amazing. And it's that whole thing that you were talking about at the beginning of like just bringing community together. I really do feel this is how we save the world, you know, um, cause it gets damn hopeless out there sometimes. And however we can bring people together, like I see you doing it with your food forest up there and your moon circles and, you know, bringing people together. This is what we need, you know, and we can't do it if we don't feel whole inside. It's really hard to get from an empty cup. I know you and I both have tried doing that and it doesn't work, you know? Mm. And so <laughs> figuring out our own roadmap to union and holistic integration is paramount. That's why I practice astrology and yoga and I have a spiritual life um, and I eat well and I sleep well. Um, and then hopefully it spills over and where we have fun and where we are the most lit up, that's where we can help community, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's so many parts to that one community being community and two, um, oh, damn it. Something about something. So something about something somewhere. 
something somewhere. Yeah, just like really finding the ways that light us up and being able to serve the community in that way and just pouring from a cup that isn't empty or that doesn't need to be filled. Like, I think that's such a concept for those of us who are sensitive and maybe more like spiritually inclined or maybe more inclined to be like interested in the spiritual arts and sciences where we right. tend to be more of the the people pleaser or like those types that pour from an empty cup. The martyr. Really, the martyr is the a martyr. really huge archetype. Virgo. Ooh, well, that's a great way to segue. Like, can we talk Let's about Virgo? Right in there. Virgo. Can we talk about Virgo? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. That bitch. I love that Virgo is halfway through the Zodiac. I love that. It's like a halfway point. It's like, okay, we're going from the underworld to the upper world. Roll call. <laughs> roll call. Roll, roll call. call. I know. Virgo mm-hmm. is like roll calling. She's all, okay, okay, you here? Psyche, are you here? Willpower, you're here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kidneys, mm-hmm. you're on mm-hmm. board, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, mm-hmm. we're... Where's the waters of the body? You, hello, get in line, people. Let's do this. We've got shit Let's, to do. Yeah, Virgo really is like, we've got shit to do. Come on. Something I found out about Virgo that I loved, and I don't mm. know if you know this. Tell me if you do. So her ancient symbol, because like right now when we think of Virgo um, in the astrological world, it's the virgin with the 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 wheat, right? And, but she used to be a sphinx. That makes, she used to be a sphinx. That makes so much sense. And I love fucking, I'm sorry, part of my language. I love sphinxes. I love them. And I attribute them to, to the leonine energy. You know, I'm yeah. a Leo son. Of course it's mine. I, you know, yeah. um, but in ancient, in the most ancient that we go back, she was a sphinx. And so the sphinx is the head of a woman, a beautiful woman always. I mean, you know, Virgoans, they're beautiful. They always are. Head of a woman, body of a lion. And sometimes she's depicted in my favorite version is with eagle wings and then a serpent tail. She's like Ooh, fucking yeah. badass. I like that. No, I like that I really a lot. like it. And there is still that purity and whatever in the sphinx but she draws upon the creativity of the fifth house the the leonine energy she doesn't separate herself from it she keeps that creative fun spark with her but she's here to roll call you know i think it's so interesting because our current society over you know a few millennia has become so squeamish to these mythological some of the more like out there mythological because some of our myths are pretty out there but we we think that they're normal so we don't but like you know the 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 women the sphinx with the head of a woman and the and the body of a lion and the wings of an eagle and the tail of a serpent like that's amazing and like that's some symbolism (laughs) there that's some symbolism there's so much symbolism yeah and i love that you say you go, sis. <laughs> I love that you say that um, that Virgo draws upon the fifth house because that's really what we do. We build upon each season has like it's it, it, 
it's built upon one another. They are interrelated. And so it's taking that creative energy and doing something with it and like making sure that 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 creative energy goes to service. Right. And well, the Virgo in energy too is she it's healing and service she like cyclical consciousness i think really is in the realm of her her ruling house is she understands cyclical consciousness very well you know and and i love that depiction of her like when later on as time goes on she's depicted as the virgin with the wheat and i still love this depiction of her because it's not chastity that the virgin represents it's purity of essence it's like truth you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the wheat, she understands bread from seed to loaf. She understands what it takes. She knows that it's a lot of fucking work. You know, it's a lot of work. And she knows the cycles of the seeds. She knows that she has to count the seeds. She knows that she has to store the seeds properly. And she knows that making bread is a very tedious task that will sustain generations upon generations of people, this whole idea of bread making, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, she, she's a badass in either depiction, I would have to say. Mm, mm, I right. get you. So I, I love that you're like shedding like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not just turned into a woman with wheat for Puritan sake, but there's actually some symbolism there too. That's really, there really, really is. applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is all of astrology is there's so much symbolism in it because there's, these are very subtle, spiritual highly complex like these archetypal transmissions they're they're so complex and they're ancient and they're universal and you know it's that energy that runs through all of creation this and it's hard to like explain in words and so we have symbolism to help navigate the esoteric nature of it because it's it's hard to understand it is um in every stage of evolution it's just it's a lot and it's constantly changing and the life death life cycle continues, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like we were saying, just like with the seasons, just like with the Zodiac, just like anything, our life cycle, like nothing starts out incomplete or on its own essence. It's all built from what was previously there and that it just builds and builds and builds and each each iteration informs one another such a cool right and that's why i find the power of astrology is it's really actually quite helpful navigating your own personal psyche and seeing where you are collectively because you know like we are alive at a very conspicuous time and i do believe every time is like honestly when hasn't there been a time (laughs) like we don't really know much about a time that there wasn't this kind of violence and depravity and but this time that we're alive in it's so focused on just the mental aspect of life and technology and this patriarchal construct that we can't seem to escape we're on the wheel we're on that rat race you know and astrology takes us down and reminds us of all those cycles that have come before us. The earth has recorded it for, I mean, this is here, this light, this energy is here with us right now. And when we can sync our rhythms and patterns to that rhythm versus the, the rat race, we really get to, to have more choice in how we are uh, distributing our energy, you know, 
and it gives us freedom and expansion and this union that astrology and yoga and so much of spirituality is trying to attain while we're conscious here on this, you know, third rock in the sky, you know? <laughs> so how can we work with uh, this new moon and Virgo energy? Like what are some practical ways, speaking of Virgo, what are some practical ways we can work with this energy? Well, I think personally, for me, this is a big new moon. Um, on my personal natal chart, my uh, my sixth house um, is in Virgo. I have a natural chart per se, and it's intersected. And so the energy in there is contained within the sixth house, and then also on its opposite in the twelfth house, it's intercepted. And this this um, this new moon. I feel that the collective has really been shifting quite quickly of late. Um, and I know a lot of people that, um, you know, practice spiritual disciplines, they feel it too. And I feel that this introspection of this new moon, um, we're going inside, but it's, we're going inside to find how we can bring our medicine outside to the community. And this is all Virgo centered. So how can we heal and serve ourselves so that we can bring it back out to heal and serve others? And um, I definitely have felt a lot of intersection in my ability to be able to share my medicine with others um, throughout my whole life. And, you know, it's not until we learn how to heal ourselves that we can truly be a pure Virgoian instrument of health, you know? And so my intentions this new moon will really center around that, um, you know, deep, deep down, what do I need to do for myself? I need to be the practical daily taskmaster and find what in my life do I need to alter in order to honor my myself, my, my purity, my essence, so that I can serve others through that. And finding these intentions, these little seeds, they're so important. We'll track them for the next moon cycle. And they've really just been so helpful for me to dig down into my psyche and grow and evolve. And so, yeah, it's a big seed for me to plant this this time. Um, I, I feel some good mojo about it. How about you? Where are you feeling your Virgoian energy drawing to this new moon? Oh, where am I feeling my Virgoian energy drawn to? I don't know. I think that, I just think it's a really good time for people to focus on like daily life tasks. I know that that's been coming up in my life and that's really what mm -hmm. one of the things that Virgo is about is that like, you know, there is, so on the wheel of astrology, Virgo is opposite of Pisces. Every sign has an opposite. And some astrologers say that there is no, like each sign is a half of a sign and the full sign is their opposite. And so right. Pisces is all about like spirituality and spiritual devotion and like Dream. how we dreams and how we connect mm -hmm. with, with the, like the unconscious stuffs that is, reality like everything right. else outside of ourselves and um, right and so 
I really think that there is something to be said to find that spiritual devotion in the mundane daily tasks and to mm. really like imbue what you are doing on a daily basis with that like consciousness with that like hey like yeah i'm doing the dishes you know for you and i we cook so much like okay i'm doing the dishes for the sixth time today and i'm cleaning up the <laughs> kitchen and and i'm like rotating you know for me rotating the dehydrator and figuring out how to preserve all this food where to store and everything right where to store everything and and working on my business and like just like you know going down and just imbuing that with like spiritual like presence and essence like i really mm. think virgo is so really good when she's when she is integrated she's really good at helping us become more present and right. like well and i like what you, how you said when she's integrated because that's something that has really heavily influenced me and helped me understand astrology better is that every sign has a shadow and has an exalted station in it and everywhere in between as well you know and so like i mean i think the opposite of a fully integrated virgoin is like perfectionism and maybe like a microscope view of things instead of stress back and seeing the bigger picture yeah and you know virgo energy rules the uh i think it's the the large intestine and the liver the lower liver and so it's digestion and stuff and it's your third chakra that virgo rules over too your your willpower if you think about it too i mean to be to really transmit pure virgoan energy it takes a lot of self-discipline takes a lot of personal power um a lot honestly i haven't like as i learn more about virgo energy it's um it's a lot of you know self-will and um you know that energy gets it can get very stressed and tense and controlling and, and it's hard balancing it. And I think that's where the dreamy escapism of Pisces can kind of come in and relieve the Virgo in a bit, you know, mm. staying grounded, keep your feet planted, but maybe dream it up a little bit, you know, and um, yeah, it's a balancing act, you know, it really is. And um, yeah, Virgo energy though, I, one thing we didn't hit on is the whole mercurial mind, um, and it's ruled by Mercury. And I think that in my intentions is something that I really want to pull into this new moon too, is using that mercurial mind more curiously, you know, and, and really like analyzing it. Cause I think that Mercury comes through Virgo, very analytical. You know, where in like Gemini, it comes in kind of fun and jovial and whatever, but in, in Virgo, it's very serious. And so I think like being in charge of our thoughts, you know, and, and, you know, applying that to our daily tasks, like you were saying earlier, that's something that hits me like nail on the head. Mm, <laughs> that's my uh -huh. intention right there. You know, I might as well journal it right now because that's yes. it, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, that's something beautiful to, to kind of let your thoughts it's kind of like that phrase you hear about money like let your money work for you when you're trying to think about how to plan for money it's like let your thoughts work for you don't let your thoughts control you and right. work for your thoughts and get lost right. in them um yeah right. virgo has that the 
the nervous system thinking energy of, of Virgo can be, you know, I know, really exhausting. I'm someone who right. has had to learn the healing arts because, well, everyone, everyone on this planet needs it. But um, because that part of me, that mind, that mind aspect can really take over. And so it's really important to work on the self-care aspects, you know, because right. without the yoga and the breath work, you know, the meditation, like that's how we calm it down, you know, and nutrition mm. is huge too. Like mm. you being without caffeine for, you know, like it, it affects your brain, you know, and we don't realize we're surrounded by so many toxins and whatever, and then we eat it and we ingest it as well. But um, yeah, taking care of the old mercurial inner interchanges in our brain is so important, you know, and breath work is probably my best way and meditation of going into the day that I, I do incorporate breath work and meditation, obviously into our yoga class as well. But it's it's such a effective way of getting mercury to work on your side a little bit more and not be such a monkey, freaking feral animal out there just doing its own thing, you know, kind of monkey real in true keep it on a short leash, you know, keep it on a short leash. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> keep it on a short leash and realize like, you know, I think a lot of people don't get involved in different practices because they feel overwhelmed or they feel like it's just another commitment and life is really busy. But I just want to encourage people to not be afraid to just do it where you're at. Like breath work right. can be, taking a minute to look from your screen during the workday and literally mm-hmm. just taking a For few sure. seconds to breathe and to reset your, your being, you know, for me personally, like the self care aspect really looks like creating a lot of space in my life and not being busy and not, like I need a lot of time to be alone and to be like doing my own thing. And then I can show That's up. That's definitely something you've taught me is slow the mm. F down. <laughs> like <laughs> let your nervous system recuperate before you go out and overstimulate it. Um, you know, this is what leads to burnout. Um, mm. You know, whether you're exploited or not in it, but like it, I mean, I, I definitely have learned from you the the value of like valuing downtime too, not seeing as it, it as wasted time either, seeing it as necessary time, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's actually changed the game for me because, you know, this isn't, our society does not foster that kind of behavior. It doesn't encourage it. It doesn't glorify it. Um, but, you know that's what we're trying to do is break out of this freaking capitalistic paradigm, you know, that wants us all to, you know, be addicted and spend our money well, and then, you know, die miserable deaths, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Like seriously though. (laughs) I think reevaluating our ideas of success really, really can my, one of my mentors, um, Dr. Sarah Coxon, she's amazing. Um, but kind of modeling to everyone, like success can just look like a life well rested. Like, and Mm -hmm. seriously, I resonate with that so much. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I actually like to do? I love people. I love being around people, 
but I like to be at my house, like working on my stuff. Like I like to be planting things, working on my projects. The the Virgo in tarot card is the hermit. The hermit. It's the hermit. And yes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, I love people. I love, love, love people. If everyone could just honestly show up at my house and right. I'll house you. You would feed them. Feed you, you would feed them well. And yeah, you'll be expected to contribute. But other than right. that, come on by. Go work out, go work have... out in the food forest. <laughs> well, it's not quite a forest yet, but it's it working. will get it's there. Working. It's a baby forest. It's a baby forest. It's Little right now. It's lean. Right now, it's a forest of uh, uh, weed seeds. So, well, you know something else about Virgo. I'm gonna because I know that we're gonna wrap things up here pretty soon. But I love Virgos. Like we need more. I need this energy more in my life too. She's preparing for winter. She knows that winter's on its way. She knows what it takes to survive. You know, if you think back to our ancestors. There was a lot of planning to survive winters, you know, and there was, um, they were definitely aware of this cyclical consciousness that we have lost touch with, you know, and so preparing ourselves for winter, you know, fall is coming and, um, you know, we, we have stuff to do. So like your weed, your seed weeds or whatever, getting ready for, you know, next spring, I bet your little garden will be popping in a different way than it did this spring. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm taking a permaculture design course in February and then I can actually start like a lot of the doing of the food forest permaculture operation. But in true Virgo fashion, I'm not going to start this and, you know, permaculture is such a, like a design system and it's a system. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about a system level, you don't it's just symbiosis. Go yeah, it's, right, you gotta right. think about it. You've gotta plan well and then execute. Right. So. And then Virgos sometimes, even though they have everything they need, they'll put it off because they don't think it's gonna be perfect. And then, and then they put it off because they want it to be perfect. It's true. The phrase that you were describing just now is analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, a lot that of moderns have that mercurial spiraling, you know, when I make my way up there this year to see your, your homestead, I, um, will definitely have to plan it around a, a moon circle for sure. We'll have to Ooh, join yes, forces. Our covens unite and Ooh. we can light the night ablaze with our our goddess-like powers light the night ablaze (laughs) and with that folks thanks for tuning in thanks for for joining us shy it was really great having you on i love you i love you (laughs) Mm -hmm. see you next time